You're listening to The Big Possible Show with your host, Noah Scott. It's time to break through the limits and achieve all you can imagine. All you can imagine. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of The Big Possible Show. This is your host, Noah Scott, signing on with Tammy Kike first. Tammy is a psychotherapist. Uh, she's a clinical social worker in private practice for over 20 years. She's an expert in helping people with anxiety, depression, relationships, domestic violence, and self-empowerment. She's written and published a book as well as developed an online course focusing on helping people become emotionally prepared for a healthy relationship, either improving the one you have or finding true love just by becoming your best self now. Welcome to the show, Tammy. What is happening? Hey, Noah. Thanks so much for having me on here. I appreciate your 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 time. Beautiful. And I love, <laughs> I love, you know, there's so much empowerment that you are enabling in the world. This is this is beautiful to just see the 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 breadth of what you're delivering. So, but I'd like to, to just for the guests that are listening outside of that bio so they can get to know you a little bit better. What would you say is your superpower? The thing that you've honed through the years that is just so unique to you? Uh, I would have to say my superpower is listening to people. Um, I look at people as a big puzzle. And I feel like I, I look at all the different pieces. People come to me with their scattered puzzles all over the place. Their pieces everywhere. And I feel like I can help them put together their puzzle pieces to make whatever's going on in their life at that moment work for them moving forward. So kind of listening and, and getting big picture and helping people sort out their stuff. Incredible. I've, I've got quite a jumbled puzzle. <laughs> I think <laughs> we all too. do. <laughs> it's great. Yes. And the more, the more order we can figure out where, where all those pieces are, you know, the beauty in each piece, that's beautiful. So uh, <laughs> incredible. I think it's something that we all need. Um, so, you know, another thing that this show, I really love to celebrate the act of reaching for big things. And sometimes that can be really scary. And by interviewing all the guests on the show, what I'm hoping to do is really contextualize the act of risk taking and show that when we do take big risks, I, you know, we can get through it. And so I'd like to hear your story of a time that you took the biggest risk of your life and what was going through your head at the time and how did the pieces of the puzzle fall together? Yeah. Um, you know, I, when you're asking that question, I'm, I'm, looking at so many different risks that I've taken in my life. And every single one has been terrifying because you don't know what's on the other side. But I think what was more terrifying is staying stuck where I, where I was. And um, I think one, one big one was um, realizing that my marriage wasn't working and I'm a couples counselor. I do couples therapy all the time. And then realizing I'm sitting here doing couples counseling and I'm also going through a divorce and um, but realizing this was what needed to happen. Um, terrifying, not knowing what was on the other side, but uh, working through that and being able to maintain a relationship with with my um, ex-husband because we've got two kids um, has it, it opened up my life. You know, it 
I had no idea what was on the other side and being able to, that's kind of where the book and the course came from. Cause I feel like I had to run through understanding who am I and, and what am I looking for? Why do I behave the way that I do and what are, you know, understanding what I want going forward. So I guess making that decision to to end a marriage of 12 years with two kids was scary as hell. And um, that was probably the biggest risk. But coming out of it, I just my my sense of confidence and feeling empowered is immeasurable. Yes. And sometimes learning that we, you know, having the transparency to realize that, wait, I have my own flaws and that's okay. Yeah. Then finding the courage to deal with those is so powerful. So, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. And and also like this act of letting go. Sometimes when something isn't right for us, it's, it's, it's really hard to find the courage to let go. That is so true. Cause I think society says, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. And, and while I'm not a divorce counselor, you know, I'm a couples counselor, there there's a time when letting go is more detrimental or more detrimental and sometimes hanging on is more detrimental so you've got to know what's right for you but yeah letting go is tough absolutely well beautiful so i'd i'd also like to you know pivot towards um the impact that you're making as you know as a leader as a as a coach as a, as a as a therapist um because so often we see the problems in the world as big and insurmountable and sometimes as an individual, it feels like, what, what can we do? Like, and so some oftentimes we just will bow our heads and, and take the path of not doing anything. Mm. Uh, but I'd love to hear from you, you know, what is it that, that you're doing with your practice that is making a dent in moving the world in a positive direction? You know, I think that um, helping people feel more confident when you're right, when it's hard, when you look at, oh, here's what I want in my life, or here's this huge task in front of me, or here's this major shift I'm going through. A lot of times it is so overwhelming because you don't know where to start. And so a lot of people just kind of stay stuck and they keep going back to old patterns that are unhealthy, uh, but they're comfortable. And they keep going back to those patterns thinking this is going to be what I need. And but realizing, okay, what's my first step? You know, really just just breaking it down for people. I'll have like a stair stepper thing. If you can visualize that the top of the stair is your goal. And at the bottom of the stairs is where you are right now. And if you can just chunk it down, chunk it down, chunk it down to something that is right now, it's your short term, it's your realistic goal. It's got to be short term because you need your immediate gratification and it's got to be realistic. So you're not setting yourself up to fail. But when you can when you can chunk it down, your confidence is going to go up. I feel like that's the fastest way to, to build confidence is to achieve your short term realistic goals. And all of a sudden there goes your momentum because you feel like, oh, I can do this. I've got this. I can I can make progress. And so it makes you want to to do more because it's working and you start feeling those results internally, instead of relying on the external factors to make you happy, you want to rely on your internal sense of self because that's, what's going to stick. Beautiful. Yes. And all validation is self-validation. Yes. Yes. Validation. Or whatever judgment too, you know, it's, it's just, we're, we're the masters of our own, our own head. I'd like, I'd like, to get into some more of the of the empowerment within the self um 
a little bit later, but I think before that, uh, let's chat some business. So how, how do you approach getting business, getting clients, scaling? Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, like the enterprise that we have is the leverage that we can use to impact the world, right? And, mm -hmm. you know, having that enterprise thrive is so critical. So, so many of the listeners that I have, they're entrepreneurs, they're coaches, they're people that are either early stage founders and, they, and you know, it's important to dial in their business practice and figure out how mm -hmm. do I get at this thing so it's running by itself, my ideal customers are showing up. And so mm -hmm. for you, what have you found to be like your, the best marketing practice for you? Oh, marketing is, is like the M word that I don't like, but I have to do it. <laughs> um, I, well, I've been in private practice for 20 years now. And um, over the years, you know, at the beginning, I was so focused on how many clients am I seeing? And I'll take anyone and anyone and whoever comes in my door, you know, whether, you know, they're the right fit or not, I'll take them. And I think I was so focused on the number of clients and, and being busy. And um, over the years, you know, I've been able to develop a, a practice where I'm a lot of word of mouth. Um, I'm out there on TikTok and um, I've got Facebook pages and I'm on uh, Instagram. Um, and I, um, I think that knowing who I want to work with and kind of putting, I believe in a lot of energy. And so in my mind, I come up with kind of who is my ideal client. Client. You know, I want someone who's going to be committed. I want someone who's going to be dedicated. I want someone who's willing to do some self-reflection. Um, I want someone who's coming to me to say, I, it's time, I'm ready. And and so I kind of put that energy out there. And it's just, it's really interesting. You know, I'll, I'll get some clients who come in who were just not a good fit. And, and it, it's interesting. There's just a way where they kind of work themselves out of my practice. Um, but I think that it's dedication, it's hard work, it's it is a lot of hard work. A lot of times you think, oh, I'm gonna go open my own business and and you think, oh my gosh, this is it's tough. But there there's another risk factor, you know, getting out of the corporate world and and going off on my own huge risk. But um you just gotta balance your time, balance your energy. Yeah. Beautiful. So okay, so let's 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 pivot into the good stuff. Um, you know, all that stuff about finding true love, becoming your best self. And, uh, you know, I think to start that, I'll, I'll ask you a big, deep question. And okay. that's really about happiness. You know, where, where do you think that happiness comes from? I feel like we have to create our own happiness. Um, I think, you know, we come from all different backgrounds and walks of life and experiences. And I think, you know, it's it's not lost on me where the world is today. And you can focus a lot on things that you don't have any control over, which for me, that'll take me down. Um, I try to focus on things that I can control. So even big picture things, the world, the, the you know, negativity, I do, you know, I'm aware of it, but I also have to come back and say, okay, what can I do about it? So for me, Focusing on what I actually have control over and not allowing the things that I have zero control over to just make my mind swirl out of control is really important. 
Um, so what I do have control over, I surround myself with people who, who make me happy. I, uh, I, I listen to podcasts. I listen to music. I listen to, I've got my kids, I've got my dogs. I'm engaged. Um, you know, I, I try to get outside. I exercise, drink water. I mean, all those things, but I think that it's really your surroundings. It's what are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you surrounding yourself with? And then your internal dialogue is another aspect where you have to get control over your thinking, because like you said, your mind is going to sometimes be your worst enemy, but it can also be your best friend and what you, your perception is your reality. So what you're telling yourself is what you're going to believe. Um, So I think that your internal dialogue, learning how to control your thinking is key to internal happiness. Wonderful. And so what are some of the ways that we can start to um, gain control over our own thoughts? And 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 then I want to ask about the, the, the finding the partner thing. So let's start okay. with the, let's start with the gaining control of your own okay. mastery and then we can move into that. Yeah. Well, you know what? They're both intertwined. So so your internal sense of self, um, being aware of your thinking, being aware of your thoughts. Uh, you have to have awareness. If you're not aware of something, it's not going to change. So I think, you know, the first thing to do is just listen, listen to what your, what your thoughts are. Sometimes when you sit back and you just kind of quiet your, your external stuff going on, all of a sudden that gives your brain um, a huge playground to work with and your, and, and watch your thoughts. Are they negative? Are they self-deprecating? Are they positive? Are they encouraging? Are you beating up on yourself for stuff? Are you giving yourself credit? Um, you know, when you look in the mirror, are you just like ripping yourself apart? Are you are you saying more positive things? That's your base. That's your awareness. And then that gives you at least something to work with. And then you can challenge it. You know, there's some things that aren't going to change. I'm I always wish that I was like five, seven. I thought that would be great, but I'm five, three and that's about it. (laughs) (laughs) That's something I can't change. So if I beat myself up because I'm not five, seven, um, where's that going to take me? It's going to take me down. But if I look at other things like, okay, I'd like to be a little more organized. You know, I can look around my house and go, okay, now that is something that I can actually do. Um, So being aware of your thoughts. Um, challenging what you need to, asking yourself what it is that you really want and what's going to make you happy and content. Beautiful. Beautifully said. Uh, okay. So then how does that connect to finding your, uh, your person, your somebody, yeah, or, <laughs> or many somebodies if you're, yeah. if you're, if you, I go, think if you go that way. <laughs> it, I think, you know, okay. So here's where it goes into the, the internal dialogue. If you're looking out there for external validation, you know, I need someone to make me feel good about myself. I need somebody to take care of me. I need somebody to make me happy. Then it's almost like you have blinders on and you're just like, almost like swinging at a pinata, you know, like, okay, I'm going to do, I'll pick you. And, and guess what? You're probably going to pick someone who may be equally as, as in that desperation mode or that survival mode or that, you know, I'm not, I'm not self-respecting. So I'm going to also find someone who's probably not self-respecting too. And, and not that that can't work. It's just that it's, it could be really tough. You've got more challenges ahead of yourself. If you internally have this sense of, I know what I want. I want someone who's going to appreciate me, who's going to respect me, who has, who can work through conflict. 
um, who is who I can trust, um, not just trust like cheating, but trust in following through, showing up. Um, you know, what's the chemistry like? I think you've got to have chemistry with somebody. So, so my book, it also goes through at the beginning, what, who, where am I with a whole checklist of things to, to ask yourself, where am I in my life? And then you're working through who is it that I am looking for? What's my ideal person, but you've got to know yourself first. And then, and then I don't know, I magically, I think, you know, you can't help who you fall in love with and you also can't plan who crosses your path. So I think that if you set yourself up on a real healthy path, your chances of also finding someone who can offer a healthy relationship, it just kind of happens. I, 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 I agree with that. I also, I also think that there's a way that you can kind of rig the odds in your favor um, <laughs> by, by putting on events and going to places where your sort of ideal person would be. Oh, yeah. Suddenly now it's like, you know, if you're just sitting there waiting for the universe to deliver somebody, it's like there, there's not yeah. a pizza man that's going to come with a, <laughs> with your date to your house. You got to get off of the couch and yes. show up. And so it's like every time I show up to like a networking event, for example, it's like, you know, I'm meeting the people that are that are breathing and, and, and living the same energy as me. And it, and that then they they might introduce me to somebody else or like you know yeah. so you got to put yourself out there in the right places you can't just wait yes. exactly i know no one's going to come knocking on your door um yeah. so which that could be another big risk for people is getting up off the couch and getting out into the world and you know that um there's a, a, a website meetup.com um, that I don't know, I think they've got it in all the states, but, um, you know, there's a million things on there that you can, you can look at and find something that's an interest. And then maybe it's not so scary because you're going to something that, um, you know, everybody likes to play board games. So now we're playing board games and now I can start talking to people or whatever your group is, but yeah, so get, get up and get going. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. Well, beautiful. And you know, I think the the other thing too is sometimes like you go to like I see this happen a lot, even in my own circumstance. I'll go to one event and I and I meet like a bunch of like people that I don't really want to see, and then I'm like, oh, this sucks. I'm not gonna do this again. But you mm -hmm. have to kind of just understand like it's a numbers game, and mm -hmm. just because one experience didn't deliver, mm -hmm. the more at bats you get, the more like you keep showing up to those, then then Eight. suddenly like you can get through the the initial yeah. kind of disappointment stages yeah yeah well, beautiful and so, I guess that's that's oh, some internal dialogue too because it's you know thinking you've got to have some flexibility in your life you've got to be learn to be fluid in your life and not rigid I think that that's that can be a setup to fail too absolutely absolutely okay so final question this is something I ask every guest on the show and it's really about decision making um I'd love to hear your takes on how to make a decision throughout your daily life. Um, maybe this could be in terms of relationships. This could be in terms of just your own career goals. But when you're making a decision, what do you have a framework or a mental model that you've found to be particularly helpful to um, keep you on the track towards, towards achieving that happiness, towards achieving those dreams, all of that good stuff? I do. I do. Um, I have an 80% rule for myself. So I have to say, I, 
at 20%, I've got to be 80% happy, at least 80%. I mean, I really kind of shoot for 90, but 80% gives 20% room for a bad day, you know, crises going on, whatever. But I don't care whether it is a pair of shoes, if it's a friendship, if it's a job, if it's a um, anything going on, if I am consistently under that 80%, I have to seriously sit back and evaluate what's going on. What's happening in my life that I am continually um, allowing myself to feel that way? And maybe there's something that I'm not communicating. Maybe there's something that I'm not I'm not showing up for. Maybe there's, you know, but if, if I try to change the things that I can and I'm still under that 80%, I really need to evaluate why is this in my life? What's going on? Mm-hmm. That's so powerful. Beautiful. Well, Tammy, this has been absolutely uh, wonderful, wonderful chat. I loved the breadth and the depth that we found. Um, oh, great. Please share a little bit about how our listeners can connect with you, how we can support you, all of the all of the the projects you have spinning now. Okay, um, probably the best place to find me is on my website. It's uh, healthyhealing.net. And from there, I've got um, some blogs. I've got um, some little free offers, you know, just for people to sign up for, to take control over their life, to feel better about themselves, um, to get organized and figure out where's my starting place. And then um, I do have some other um, options on there as far as working together. Um, the My book is called Preparing for the Jungle, Avoiding Snakes and Pitfalls on the Path to Healthy Love. Um, and it's pretty much therapy in a box. So it goes through um, family roles and attachment and communication and conflict resolution, kind of beginning to end and, and helps people really get on their way to feeling like they are ready for a healthy relationship. And then the online course is like the book, but it goes way into depth. And I've got videos that go with each module and uh, handouts that you can print off because um, it is a workbook. Um, but, but all of that is on the website at healthyhealing.net. Um, I've got a Facebook group for women. It's called the women's empowerment toolkit group, and that's a private group for women. Um, but yeah, that's the, the best place to find me. Wonderful. Tammy, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. That's it for this episode of the big possible show. This is Noah Scott signing out to let you know. I appreciate you for being here. Of course, if you enjoyed the episode and want to share some feedback, visit Apple and drop a review. That review will help other people find the show, and it also gives me a signal that, hey, people are out there listening. With that, may the rest of your day be filled with epic adventures. And I'll see you right here for the next episode.